Grace? Mm. I have a question. Yeah, what is it? Who? So it's been now, let's say five years. Yeah. Uh, through these five years, who is your favorite MAGA character? Ooh. Of the extended MAGA and Q. I mean, so the MAGA Q, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's a universe. Good one. Um, you know, I've got a lot that I really enjoy. I mean, Roger Stone is, mm, of course, classic. a through line just because he hits yeah. every single box. Absolutely. He's like the Manhattan cocktail of the MAGA crew. Just a classic. He would be thrilled to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And it's, you know, I was actually watching part of that Q documentary last night, and uh, Jack Posobiec sort of intimates that he's maybe, not Jack Posobiec, uh, whatever, Navarro, like the LA, like Mm. GOP guy, kind of intimates that he had group sex with Roger Stone (laughs) at a point. Roger Stone being a swinger, I think, elevates him a cut above, Mm. right? Because it's just so. Um, it's so throwback. Kitty vintage. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's because he's such a and steampunk. I mean, tough yeah. to beat. Who's who's your guy? You know, you know, I do have a soft spot for Ke- Miss Kellyanne. Who is like a, Kellyanne to be clear, yeah. I don't mean soft spot like I mean she and that whole family is sick in the that. head. Remember when she posted her kids nude? Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. The whole th- that whole thing with the daughter and and you know the TikTok whatever daughter. yeah fucking Oof. clout clout family shenanigans are happening there. I want no business. Yeah, hands up, no business, not yeah. for me. None of, I will none, say this: none of mine. Her wearing that Gucci toy soldier patriot outfit to the inauguration of Donald J. Trump, mm-hmm. classic. Yeah, I I I, I got to say, our heavy hitters, Posobiec. Mm. You got AJ. Mm. A lot of these I guys. I don't like Posobiec. I don't I, like I him. I really don't like Posobiec's probably my least favorite MAGA figure. Posobiec and Cernovich, get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. But we need but, a new breed, new new guys. And I think, Liz, that could be you and me. I almost started it with Hello darkness my old friend Remember that? You know that song? Uh, no, can you keep singing it? No No, 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 no I, don't ca- I don't catch it A no. good trick to do that like me and the guys used to do to people And they're like, you know this song? And like you'd, you ask them to sing it And then you keep asking them to sing it over and over and over again uh, a, who's the guys? Who are these guys? Who are you talking about? Who are you doing fellas, this to? Well, fucking me and Wait. Max and Rincon are the guys. The Wait. guys. You're just going up to people doing this? No, we're not going up to people and doing this. You're just doing this to the other of the guys. Hello, everyone. Hi. You can tell. Here's the thing. You can always tell when someone's never had the guys. Well, I'm a girl. Well, yeah, I'm a guy. Always. Oh, you always got to be with the boys pranking the fellas. Uh, I'm Brace. Uh, we are joined by producer Young Chomsky. Did Liz say her name? No, I didn't. Oh, well, I said it for her. No, I'm Liz. Hello. Ooh, this I'm is bad. True and On. Hello. The podcast. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a little bit of a crossover episode for you today. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Crossover. 
Let's be doing sound effects. Wow, wow, wow. Crossover. Wee, wee, wee. Um, those were fantastic, Liz. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciated those. Um, we are joined by Andrew Callahan mm. uh, from formerly All Gas, No Breaks, now Channel 5, uh, mm. which also the name of something my dad used to work for. Not uh, a coincidence. We, we are talking about the For God and Country Patriot Roundup? I keep wanting to call yes. it Patriot Conference. But it I was really a roundup. don't like Roundup. It mm, really bothers no. me that it's called the Roundup. I you feel know, like that was a mistake. You know something that I found out? Like a branding mistake. I found out, well, because you know we mentioned in the interview that this thing was held in like basically like a Western-themed Room? The Omni, like a, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at the Omni. It was like blocks from the Omni. <gasps> oh, I, I mean, no, it was unclear what the relationship with the Omni was. But uh, the place where it was, Eddie Dean's venue, uh, apparently at normal times has a mechanical bull in it, which they had removed for this event. Which what? Was, yeah, dude, if insane. you can't see Sidney Powell on a mechanical bull. What are you paying for? What's the I'm, 500 bucks for? Exactly. I mean, in the thousands of hours I've spent in onanistic ecstasy, thinking of Sidney Powell on a mechanical bull, only to arrive at this venue with my staff in hand, tumescent, with red eyes, glowing, looking for this image so I could sear it into my brain for the rest of my life and never for a second know anything but the utmost blissful experience. And to be denied that, I'm going to kill myself. You're so fucking gross. Welcome, Patriots, to the Underground Caverns. We've been spelunking for days. We've finally found the biggest child down here. Shown a flashlight into his eyes and asked him where his mother is. is Andrew that- Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to True or Not, baby. How you doing? It's I'm good, bro. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been never. You've never been on the show before. Yeah. No, but, I, but you and me were together at the Omni Hotel in Dallas two days ago. And you True. had a Keep America Great Again hat on. True, 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 true. Um, yeah, what's happening, baby? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It was a long weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, for those uh, for those just tuning in, tuning in, uh, Andrew, uh, me, and uh, and and uh, Evan and Nick from uh, from Channel Five went down to fucking Dallas to finish the job that Lee Harvey Oswald started <laughs> and mm-hmm. killed JFK Jr. Uh, but no, we went to the, we went to the, for God and country, forgive me if I'm saying this wrong. I think I'm saying it right. For God and country Patriot roundup. That is correct. And what was the slogan of that roundup? Where we go when we go all. Yes, sir. There it is. So yeah, we went down to the fucking QAnon conference where we go one, we go all. And, uh, I gotta tell you, these people are sick. (laughs) Sick as in fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of people were pretty mad at you, Brace, for, for going down there. Um, I don't know how many people saw on Twitter, but you were, as uh, a, a man who understands content is king, as you were doing, you were posting updates all weekend, and it got some people pretty pissed. I think my suspicion is that most people were pissed because the access that you guys got 
was very impressive. Mo- like you, I heard that almost every journalist was kicked out. Correct. Yeah, every journalist that wasn't from like a Patriot Watch USA or like <laughs> Stars and Stripes 2021. Yeah, was Israel out. Daily dot biz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember General Flynn almost kicked me out, remember? He was like, I asked him a question. And I was like, I'm from Channel 5 News. He was like, Channel 5 News what? And I was like, I'm not a syndicated <laughs> broadcast show. And he was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you can't get that but by a you know, master of security. Uh, yeah, Flynn, it's funny. So yeah, Andrew and I went to uh, General Flynn's press conference in the media roundup center in the back of the place, right by the restrooms. And uh, we were the only two people he like got mad at during the entire <laughs> time. Cause I asked him, well, I can, we can, I can get the audio on here. We can play it later. But uh, I asked him um, a question about JSOC's expansion alongside the CIA. And like, if he was, you know, if he sort of felt similarly about that as he felt about the CIA. And the first thing he did was like, take off your fucking hat. He didn't say fucking actually. I was wearing a fuck Biden hat and he made me doff it uh, like a bitch because I, I guess he didn't appreciate the swearing. He kept apologizing for almost swearing and then he proceeded to not answer my question. And Andrew, you asked him something about Q and he like was not happy about that. Well, I mean, I asked him a more softball question, right? Because even though it's called the Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup and he spent most of his time talking about how critical race theory is rotting the brains of our youth, I mean, it was very clearly a QAnon conference. Like, if yeah. you, you don't even have to read the fine print. The slogan of the event was, where we go one, we go all. They were selling Q merchandise outside along mm. with Sidney Powell autographed books. And every person there was a, a complete Q person. So I just asked him, I said, hey, mainstream media calls this a QAnon conference. Do you agree with that? And he got pretty pissed. He was just like, he said to me verbatim, he said, I have no idea what QAnon is. Which is insane because Flynn famously took the fucking Q oath. He said, where we go one, we go all in his fucking speeches. I mean, he is the QAnon. He's definitely the highest ranking member of the military's openly professed belief in QAnon. But overall, like, I mean, we spent, I feel like, kind of a lot of time with Flynn as opposed to anyone else. I mean, the first night we got there, um, Andrew was whisked away into the fucking VIP, like, party well, me and the guy sat outside for like two minutes before we just snuck in right behind them. And Flynn was in there giving us. Did you see his speech? No, I was outside talking to George Petopoulos or whatever the hell. <laughs> um, Flynn's speech is, I think I texted Liz about this. It was crazy because instead of like, you know, I mean, one of the core fundamental beliefs of QAnon is, uh, among other things, that Hillary Clinton ate a baby, right? Frazzle drip. Yeah, frazzle drip, which is like a pretty big deal. Like, you know, to eat it and wear its face and all that kind of stuff. And that there's kids in underground tunnels. But he was talking. I mean, he sounded like a fucking tea party guy. I mean, the guy is talking about we need to go to our school board meetings and get involved in politics at the local level. And, you know, it's just, you know, you guys are the activated base. I mean, he sounded like just the most run of the mill Republican ever. And it was a little surreal seeing that. And basically like a what is, you know, an anti well, quote, anti-child predator conference. And uh, and and that's like, that's kind of how I felt a lot of people acted during the whole thing is that I would ask them like, you know, why they were there, try to get them to talk about what their beliefs are. And people would just say shit like, I'm against corruption. Well, yeah, I think that there's this massive uh, confusion in the Q movement right now. I think a lot of people, their pride is hurt by the fact that they believe something for so long which didn't come true. I mean, they really believed that the people and the patriots were going to round up together and make sure Donald Trump became the the 46th president. 
and was going to take down all these, you know, deep state cabal figures that are destroying our lives and making everything suck. Uh, so for, I think for them, it's like they spent so much time doing research and, and going down rabbit holes that I, it seems basically led nowhere. So when January 20th didn't happen and then when that thing didn't happen in February, I'm sure you guys covered it. A lot of people was like, okay, well, I have all these friends and we all were like going to these Q rallies together. We were all united. How do we make sense of our purpose at this point? So I think that's why they're zooming in on stuff like critical race theory and what other stuff that UFOs, they're, they're just – and of course, they, they, they still are in the anti-child trafficking stuff too. Yeah, so what is the like – Give me a rundown of the landscape of this thing. So it's at the Omni Hotel in Dallas, right? right? Which Brace, I, I, for the record, I just want to point this out that like for the weekends leading up to this thing, Brace is like made a big point of constantly telling me it was at the Omni as if that meant something. Nice hotel. But it was just very, it was very cute how you kept saying, hey, it's at the Omni. It's at the Omni. This was a big sticking point for Brace. But Interesting. it was at the Omni. This yes. is a point I remember. <laughs> um like what are the what are the crowds like who's there what are they wearing and like like what's the vibe well i'll start off by saying that the admission price di- dictates the vibe with a lot of these trump events right so it's 500 Insane. bucks 500 bucks for the ticket general admission vip was like 1500 bucks each room is 350 a night minimum so this is not like the trailer park q crowd this is not like meth smoking QAnon fools like right. this is like the elite sort of like business general flynn side you know just like people with money who are into this shit you could call them the elite pedophiles of QAnon yeah you could and yeah i mean so, so the, the Omni's were, everyone stayed at the Omni, right? That's where people like partied and got drunk and networked. But then two blocks away, they had rented out this barn house that's somehow owned by the Jimmy Dean's brother, Eddie Dean, who I met in the in the VIP area somehow. But that's where everyone like met for conferences and people spoke there, like Sidney Powell spoke and a bunch of you know keynote speakers spoke. I mean, so my problem was is that uh, I spent a long fucking time trying to find this place because the Omni is basically just like one giant convention center. Like you'd been there before, Andrew, right? Like, yeah, I went to the alien, the ancient aliens conference, ancient aliens conference like two years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. And well, so the thing is, is like, you know, there's these giant like amphitheater, like fucking or not amphitheater, like, but these, these giant conference rooms where they have these conferences. And I assumed the fucking conference to the Omni hotel would be in one of these. So Saturday morning, I'm running around like a fucking psychopath, and I end up at a teenage basketball conference, uh, which was I'm wearing like my Keep America great hat and a vest. I look like a pedophile, and I'm like asking these kids. I was like, "Have you seen like a bunch of like old people like walking around here?" (laughs) That's uh, not a good. I don't. That's not a good look. Oh, I didn't want to tell all these like teenagers that I was trying to go to a Q&A conference. No, no, it's it's like for uh, it's ironic. No, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I eventually shoved the hat in my pocket, and then I end up and there's a cop conference happening too, and so I end up there. And I think these guys are the QAnon guys. They got all the American flag shit. They are they are not, and they are not having my presence. And eventually, yeah, it was like we had to go underneath the conference center and like pass all these train tracks. Are you saying it was through some tunnels? It was through some tunnels and uh, it was on the wrong side of the fucking tracks. And, uh, and we, we eventually get there. And I got to say, 
I thought there was going to be like different. I mean, the 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 itinerary was very vague before going into this. Uh, it was it just looked like, like a scam. It looked, yeah, definitely looked like a scam. It was like, like you email a guy five hundred bucks and you get a ticket, and I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not doing." That. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was literally. I mean, they had it was just speakers in one giant room for six hours, and then there was punctuated mm-hmm. by breakfast and lunch, or excuse me, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Also, what you said earlier, Liz, about access, it's, it's a good point. I think that I got access from this dude named Jeremy who worked there, and he's just like a weed-smoking like libertarian dude. And I think it's because mm-hmm. I say so little in my mm-hmm. interviews, people think that I'm like open to being red-pilled. You know, like I don't say shit. So like mm-hmm. when they yeah. bring me around, they're like, we're going to sure. like... A lot of people try to do that to me. They try to like sway me in certain directions, you know? Right, right, right. Wait, Brace, why are, why are people giving you shit about going? Because people fucking, dude. Oh, dude. Andrew, I got a lot of haters. Just tell me one reason why the fuck someone would hate on you for going to the Patriot Roundup. It's hilarious. Because they think that I am uh, like a, like, I'm like trying to make a connection between like the far left and like General, like I'm trying to get like General Flynn to like give like uh, arms to, I don't know. I mean, have you guys ever gotten any of that stuff that's like about platform like oh if you platform this person that means that you're doing xyz it's sort of like that same (laughs) kind of logic that they're using on brace where they're like oh if you're there that means that you're quote unquote my favorite word legitimizing like the idea of michael flynn i don't really understand it personally i mean mike flynn exists whether or not brace is there like it, it really doesn't fucking matter. So those people um, are my least favorite kind of people in the world. I just want to tell them to all shut the fuck up. You know, like go do yeah, something. Yeah, they're a bunch God of damn. bunch of sour pusses. Well, I mean, like, oh God, these things that we're covering like are real things. Like QAnon is a huge thing. Michael Flynn and Sidney yeah, Powell absolutely. control the minds. They're like the mascots of millions of Americans. It's not like me and Brace are finding some like backwater ass crazy 5G dude and being like, we're going to make this motherfucker famous. Like it's General Flynn. <laughs> General Flynn. I am Mr. Callahan. That's Mr. He was like the advisor to Trump. Yeah. And we got yeah. access. My was like, so you're platforming. Are you? It's like, bro, shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah, like, we fucking watched church backstage with Flynn because honestly, like, it made a believer out of me. Yeah, like, like I'm a follower in Christ <laughs> and follower in Flynn. Like, imagine if I like came at some liberal public publication like BuzzFeed, and I was like, "Are you guys really gonna give Trump a platform?" You know what I mean? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's like this is what's happening well, what it's in the news. It's a fucking huge deal. Like, you want to come at people for platform? It's just it's really that word is just so cringy and just remind. Is that like new wave censorship? I know, like self, I know. It drives me crazy. It's so corny. But anyways, those people don't create anything. I mean, the thing is, is like, and this is what I was trying to get through to people, including like one guy in real life. I mean, the first people we fucking ended up hanging out with were the Prince people. Like we went and like met up. Well, not met up. I guess we just went over to like these fucking uh, banners that these people had up that looked like just generally like MAGA banners. Like there was like Revo talking about all that kind of shit. But then once we started talking to these cats, I mean, I realized they all had symbols on their t-shirts that were was the prince logo with angel wings on it and uh and like they prince believe- the singer like this the sim like prince's symbol yes yeah okay. prince the singer the and i mean they told That's you because we we both <laughs> talked to i think we talked to every single member for quite a while but uh but there was about five of them four or five of them and they uh i mean it's like i couldn't understand 
exactly what the angle was here, but but they said that Prince had been killed. Uh, one person told me mm. by Hillary Clinton. One person told me by Warner Brothers. Which interesting. Actually, Just the tentacles of the of um, the deep state. Whether that extends to Joe Biden or the music industry, who knows? It's just that theory you know what i mean but i've noticed this a bunch and even in the, the white lives matter video we were talking about like this is a very common thing with conspiracy theorists especially the ones who stand on the street a lot of them are really big fans of certain celebrities and they honestly are like devastated by the loss of that celebrity kobe bryant prince uh chris cornell chester mm. bennington anthony bourdain like these losses really fucked them up like a lot of people especially those who are more like uh what's the word it, not, it's the opposite of being introverts, you know, who like spend a lot of time consuming like general media. Yeah, yeah. When these people die, they're left with a serious hole in their heart. And I mean, if you find a conspiracy to make sense of all that and give you a purpose, like that can kind of guide your conspiratorial mind in that direction. Like most of those people out there were just Prince fans. You know, if Prince wouldn't have died, yeah. they would have just been 100%. at a Prince concert. But Prince died and they were just like, oh my mm -hmm. God, they took him out. Who? That's what they're trying to figure out. They don't even know. But they're, they, what they said is that it's because Prince was making a documentary with Chester Bennington and Anthony Bourdain to expose child sex trafficking in Georgia. So they took them all out uh, so the documentary yeah, wouldn't come out. But I'm thinking like, there's no way mm. this documentary was real. W what? Those three people were all EPing a documentary about that? We would certainly know about that, right? Like... Chester Bennington, Absolutely. Prince, yeah, and Anthony Bourdain are making a movie together about child trafficking. Since when? Yeah. I mean, that would real, be like, insane. What, yeah. Why the hell are those guys talking to each other, and why is that the mutual ground? Who knows? Asia but. would have at least let it slip by now, for sure. Well, I mean, I I started rapping with them a little bit more about it, like because because I was like, how do you know all this kind of stuff, and like just you know, I'm kind of interested in what how they did their digging. And instead of the usual stuff, it's like, well, I did my research. I look at the forms, all this stuff. Uh, I mean, they told me they have a pineal gland in their forehead that gives them psychic abilities, which, oh. I mean, there's literally no way for me to disprove that. And I asked them if they knew about the real society and all that kind of stuff. That was a no. So, I mean, they just came to it organically. They have the gland. Um, but, I mean, do you remember like a couple nights later, I think or maybe it was even that night, like we were hanging out. Uh, you texted us. We were buying cowboy hats to come over there because there was a dude about to like fucking fight them. Yeah, there was uh, over a like you know liberal. we we rush over there. Yeah, we rush over there, and uh, you know it's it's evening. Fucking uh, Andrew is just hanging out with these guys, drinking Patron out of a glass he stole from the bar, <laughs> and there's like a green shirted guy with a giant fucking beard yelling at these people about vaccines, and this guy was like almost if I had created him, people would think that I was like uh, being a little too on the nose and derivative. Because he was telling me, he's like, you know, we got to trust the science. You got to believe, uh, you know, you, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, you got to believe the election was real. Trust the science. Um, you know, we need to build more housing because there's not enough housing in places like San Francisco. He uh, he quoted a no opinion, which is this awful Bloomberg oh, columnist. Column How, why me. was he there? I, he was just walking by oh, he, and he, he was yelling oh, at God, us. This guy was so cringy. He was like, I don't know. Are you allowed to say libtard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was like a libtard, like yeah, sure. incel, like furious <laughs> little guy. 
with the like respawn rate of a goldfish. If you know what I mean, you know, goldfish's memories respawn every 15 seconds. So he'd pull up foaming yeah. at the mouth and be like, how can you say that Dr. Fauci was wrong about that, the science, whatever. And they'd be like, please leave us alone. He would turn around and then respawn and being like, what you're saying is jeopardizing the lives of the whole planet. And uh, this guy was freaking the fuck out at these people who believed that Prince was killed by Hillary Clinton. And I don't understand why they, why people like that liberal guy assume that misinformation victims like the people who think that stuff about Prince have so much hate in their heart. I mean, seriously, why is it that you feel that you should approach people like that with such vengeance? Like, bro, stop. This is going to go on with or without you. Yeah. Leave it alone. Mm. That's how I feel. I mean, that's a phenomenon that you've been like noticing all over. I mean, it's like not just, you know, the like crazy, like believe Fauci guys versus whatever. I mean, it, I don't know. Everyone is the kind of like hyperpolarization of all this stuff is, is fucking wild. And I'm sure seeing it like in that fashion, just to like, I, I mean, to me, that sounds like a Twitter argument that you see, like, but in real life. You know what I mean? It's like some weirdo, like, these guys, like, posting back and forth, but then you see it, like, in real life. I don't know. It's it's completely uh, deranged. It's but it really exists. Sad. It's real. This is, like, re this is the fucking country we live in. And it's making so many people rich when these, every time The Rock meets a hard place and two fucking brainwashed people are screaming it out in the public center or wherever you know and people want to make it i'm not talking about horseshoe theory here i'm not talking about like the proud boys yeah, 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 antifa yeah. in downtown portland i'm talking about like regular like center right center left people in different information bubbles colliding <laughs> and not being able to find any common ground and just walking away extra pissed off like this is something i've learned from all these conspiracy events is you know i would say only 10 to 20 percent of these people i feel have like genuine hate in their heart you know and you can really feel that when you're there most people yeah. think they're doing the right thing as misinformed as they are they believe that they're fighting for like the, the a greater cause of like a bright future for the country and i think that's a that's the misunderstanding i mean I, I, to, to even speaking of the prince people i mean one of those guys uh, you know our boy kevin had fucking chained himself to a tree naked i think across in the white house to get information out that prince was murdered and i'm like this isn't a hateful man this no. is just an insane person. And that's like, that's the vibe I got from a lot of people there. I mean, there was, there was, we were talking about this before we started recording. There was all these articles about how like General Flynn was calling for a coup. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I saw General that. Flynn is a piece of shit who is floated by, I mean, that is, if we're talking about grifters, that is a fucking grifter. But nobody yeah. is going to take up arms and do a fucking march on Washington with General Flynn. It doesn't matter if General Flynn really calls for a coup because the army doesn't support General Flynn. It does matter in the fact that like all these insane people like follow this guy. But these insane people are insane people. Like they're not like it's not like an, a cohesive force at all. And that's something I mean, just talking to a lot of people there. I mean, because I had like some, you know a lot of kind of one-on-one -on -one conversations with just like random people, mostly by themselves that were there. And I was talking to one lady and it was fucking, you know, it's fucking sad. She's talking to an older lady. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend's really not into this stuff. Uh, you know, he thinks I'm like crazy. He's like a total brainwash, you know, liberal kind of guy. But like, you know, I just started getting into this stuff after I was researching Mandela effect 
on YouTube and I oh, started getting no. all these recommendations. That's something I noticed a lot, which, you know, everybody knows that YouTube led a lot of people insane. Mm. But like it was, you know, she's like, I, you know, I spend just most of my time researching this stuff. And I'm like, damn, that is fucking sad. I mean, that, there was a there was a big feeling of sadness I had talking to a lot of the just like the regular people there. Right. It's it's really sad. And uh it's funny what you said about the connection between like the Mandela effect and Mandela effect and QAnon conspiracy shit. Cause those worlds, I'm sure you guys know, like the hippie world of sacred geometry and spiritual yeah, yeah, ascendance yeah. is so connected to uh the world of like deep I, I don't want to say deep because you know that terms. You know, deep conspiracy ideology. Like I'll tell you guys yeah. a little story. So I used to know this lady from uh, Joshua Tree named like Metaphysical Megan, and she was super cool. I don't know if you guys remember that whole butthole sunning thing from back in the day where people would kind of point their uh, butthole toward the sun and they said they were absorbing the power of the god Ra through their um, perineum, which is like the spiritual term for the anus. I didn't do it because Ra's a guy, but I I would. Yeah, of course. If Ra was a bad bad bitch, would you do it? Without a doubt, in a heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, I go out to Joshua Tree. I do the butthole sunning with Megan. It's all good. It's all like positive, real like spiritual talk. I didn't publish the video because she was like, I don't want to have my butthole on the internet. And I was like, honestly, me either. So we both just decided to scrap the footage because uh, <laughs> it was both of our buttholes were on camera. Just, my friend, my friend yeah, Elliot yeah, filmed yeah. it. I was like, don't talk about this to anyone. But there is high def video of <laughs> <laughs> butthole somewhere anyways so meta- metaphysical <laughs> megan and me we stopped talking you know and then when when the covid lockdown hit uh, megan started posting like more conspiratorial shit you know what i mean because the lockdown and really especially in california mm-hmm. and arizona made red pilled a lot of the hippies because mask mm-hmm. anti-freedom you know like the the mouth and nose very powerful to meditation and stuff like that yeah absolutely so they started being not into it so Megan was posting all this like red pilled ass Q shit. And then I remember like I didn't talk to Megan for a while. And bear in mind, she was a super sweet, like hippie, like non-political person. I, I checked back on her page, and this is last March. It is a picture of George Floyd like laying on the ground, like as he was being murdered. And then the next slide is like a lizard face, like half lizard, like half android. And it said, like, don't believe what you see on the television. And I was like, Megan, what the hell happened to you? You know, you're saying that George Floyd is a lizard person? Like, I I mean, I I realized at that point that the California woke community was really done for. When I say woke, I I don't mean like fucking social justice kids. I'm talking about like the hippie community. So these QAnon events have been full of drum circle types. Well, what was something, because you, you I mean, I know you were following a lot of the MAGA stuff pretty closely in the lead up to the election and after the election. And like, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, like January 6th, January 20th, all these things were just let down after let down for these motherfuckers. And it's like, I, I think something that was emblematic of me was talking about Proud Boy and he was or ex-Proud Boy who had moved to Dallas. And I can get into that maybe in a sec more, but yeah. he was no longer with the Proud Boys because Enrique Tario, like FBI shit. Um, but like, what do you like? Do you get a sense that this stuff is like kind of diffusing or it's like it's I mean, what is it? What is it really turning into? Well, during the Stop the Steal movement, I identified three major camps of people that showed up to all these different Trump events following Joe Biden's victory or whatever they thought. There was like 
the QAnon, MAGA moms, just like the more like obviously hardcore Christian Q side of things, uh, who thought it was like a you know war of good versus evil, that whole like you know that whole thing. Then the second group was like the Second Amendment mm-hmm. people, which is like Oath Keepers and the militia guys, super identifiable. They'd always be there. Then the third group was like the Proud Boys men's rights activists just like frat bros who just mobilized they mm. just they didn't give a shit about trump or anything they just use it as a reason to like be in the streets getting fucked up you know socializing during the lockdown i i think that the militia guys didn't really give a shit when biden got inaugurated they're like all right now you know they're just looking at him to make sure he doesn't take their guns away the proud boys i mean obviously with what happened with enrique being revealed as an fbi agent that was pretty bad for them and then also like the canadian proud boys being designated as a terrorist group was super bad for that so the proud boys are dissolving but they're not done for i think that first group which is just the maga q people like i was saying earlier like they feel dumb as shit and their pride's really hurt so that's why they like people like michael flynn and Sidney powell because those people full of shit as they may be flynn and powell they give form and they give a purpose to people who feel like they have been duped for so long so they're, they're filling a void for a lot of these people who feel like they just got totally fucking bamboozled and finessed by uh, the watkins family yeah i like you know for me i i wonder how successful it would be but it feels like you know what was the turnout of this thing like, what's your estimate? 300. I, I honestly, I have no idea. 500? Yeah. 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 So that's just a bit smaller. I mean, like, I, you know, it. when I was looking at all this, the photos that you were taking and all the footage and stuff and looking at everything, I mean, it's like, I've always said that, like, if Trump wanted to, like, he could start a kind of like Billy Graham style, kind of like, you know, MLM, not, <laughs> not Marx. Yeah, no, not Malice. You know, I mean, like, you know, marketing like Billy Graham marketing scheme where he's just fucking traveling the the country, like speaking, selling crap, you know, selling supplements or whatever these guys are doing. Trump doesn't. I mean, Trump's tired, in my opinion, he's and lazy, but it does have that feeling that like if someone like Flynn or one of those guys wanted to, they absolutely could do that. I mean, there's absolutely communities looking for that kind of like meaning and purpose. I saw the news that, you know, they keep saying now that the big story is that Trump says that he's going to be reinstated in August. Uh, and it CNN, like, feels like, like, it makes me so sad just to like these people, you know, cause you know that people saw it and they're like, I knew it, you know, just when I thought I was out, you pull me back in and you know, it's like, they're probably right back in that shit. It's like another fucking, uh, you know, end of days, date for the cult to like anticipate and another heartbreak that will come with you know another failed prophecy right and i think that those should be held accountable as not the individual people who are like have really bad informational literacy and are swept up into the mega uh, wormhole i think the people who propagate and peddle this shit are the ones who should be held responsible for january 6th and for all these fucking events that ruin so many people's lives you know me and brace talked about this a lot yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the thing is like, especially with January 6th, I mean, we, we talked about this. I mean, on this show, Andrew, you and I talked about it. I mean, we all three talked about this. We were hanging out a couple of weeks ago. It, it's it's um, January 6th is just the most emblematic event because all these motherfuckers who have made so much money hyping these fucking rubes up and getting them to go charging at a building that's filled with, I mean, basically nothing really, but like, you know, with people with guns who, you know, could beat the fuck out of them and take shoot at them and fucking video their face and arrest them later. 
I mean, all these motherfuckers made it out of there, and not only made it out of there, made it out of there like fucking bandits, man. They 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 they're bred it up from this shit, and that's mm. like honestly, like that's that's uh, there's no way that Flynn was there without getting fucking paid. George Papadopoulos too. Like these motherfuckers were absolutely getting paid by the organizer. I mean, I don't know exactly what their margin could have been, but you know, five hundred people at five hundred bucks a pop. I mean, plus a bunch of you know fifteen hundred dollar tickets sold. I mean. That's no fucking small potato, you know, 20 grand or whatever for a weekend. It's pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's like it, it, fucking Sidney Powell was on stage, by the way, looking smoking in a, in a biker jacket. With the leather I'll vest. You, leather to wear. Oh, dude. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I wish he had a damn cat of nine tails and could have whipped me on my ass. But uh, she's wearing, I mean, she's, she's up there talking. She's like, when Trump gets reinstated, Unfortunately, I do have bad news is that he won't get credit for the time that Biden has spent in office. So like, you know, if Trump comes in in 2022, unfortunately, he'll only have two years of his term left. And so she's up there doing fucking election law for these goddamn people. And that uh, her question and answer session was one of the most deranged things I ever fucking seen in my life because you know we had guys going up there talking about. You know, it's the Zionist control of America for like five minutes. Like, well, do you think like an iron curtain of Zionism has descended on, on, upon this country? I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then she answers it by just going, well, I don't know much about that. Next question. And like, <laughs> yeah. keeps it. smart goes, woman. <laughs> I think it, it was more, it was even weird. It was like, how do you feel about the Talmudic control of yes. American media? And she goes, I have no idea. I was like, what the fuck is this, yeah. man? I'm happy we didn't interview her, but bro, that shit would have been boring. Yeah, she sucks, man. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like most of these characters, too, like, suck. Like, Flynn is like, Flynn is an interesting character just because, I mean, he was obviously, like, you know, we talked about literally in the fucking last episode, you know, like a JSOC guy, like pretty high up there. And I don't, I mean, maybe he believes this stuff. Maybe he fucking doesn't believe this stuff, but he's having the time of his life. I mean, we missed the QAnon auction, unfortunately, but he was selling baseball bats for $8,000. He was selling fucking t-shirts for $800. I mean- This is so sad, dude. It's, it's, but it's like, Liz, it's, it's, I don't even know how to like- I mean, But like, we, people are like funneling their fucking money into this shit. Like, that is like- Yeah. That, I mean, it makes, it just makes me really, it makes me really angry. Like, it makes me so angry. And so, and you know, Andrew, you're so right. Like, I think so many people point their ire at like the people getting sucked into this when it's like so beside the point. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of fools that get sucked into a lot of things. And like, if you haven't yourself personally, you will one day because we're all the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't ever for a second think that you're smarter than, than a lot. Be you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just can't stand for that kind of shit. So like, you know, the, 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 the media and the, and the guys like pushing this shit, like those are the guys to get mad at. You know what I mean? Right. And, and people are mad at Jake and jelly, you know? Yeah. People are mad at him. I think we should free him and we should lock oh, up the absolutely. people who sent him in there. I'll say it right now. Free Jake and jelly. Free Angeli. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my boys hung out with him one day in New Mexico. They said he was, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a, basically a peyote fried war veteran with PTSD who got sucked into the Q movement and really believed that President Trump wanted him to be there. And when Trump said, go home, he went home because Trump told him to fight like hell. Yeah. And Q told him the storm was coming. And they're trying to give him 20 years. 
Yeah, you got Flynn, Alex Jones, Sidney Powell, all these people. Trump himself. No one gives a shit about their involvement. And I, I, I think that yeah, I don't. I don't think that Sidney Powell or Michael Flynn believe any of the things they're saying, uh, in, in terms of QAnon. I think they just know that they've got this yeah. group in their pocket, and like it's nice to have people listen to you. You know, clout means money, attention means everything. So it's like, of course, like if you know, if you know a bunch of people love you, but they're a little weird. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck it, I'll hang out with them for the day. It'd be like if you if it'd be like if there was a brace belt and fan club, but everyone in the fan club was like uh, a proud boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would still hang out. I mean, I do hang out with proud boys. They just don't like me that much. I no, did. Like I did him. hang out with the proud boy at the fucking uh, at the at the roundup. He was the only like identifiable proud boy there. Not identifiable just because he was wearing a t shirt that said proud boys on it. But he had a big fucking beard. That kind of like veteran looking guy look. Uh, and I asked him, I was like, oh, you moved down here. Like, what you, did you join up with like the proud boys down here? And he was like, no dude. Like I was, you know, I was there on the sixth and we got fucking basically backstabbed by, by Enrique Tario and Joe Biggs. And they basically hung us out to fucking dry. And he like, he, he essentially said it was like a honeypot. And so he had to move from his house or like literally he and his old lady picked up and moved from New York down to fucking Texas. And he's like, I like if I meet up with the Proud Boys down here, I'm not going in wearing any Proud Boys stuff. I'm just gonna go in and check them out because like I don't trust this shit. Like all of this shit is totally infiltrated. It's all just to get us all arrested. And like yeah. I'll be real with him. Like, I'll be real with you. Like he's fucking right to an extent. Like that yeah. shit turned out to be a fucking FBI thing. And uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys are gonna have ruined lives because of it. It's so shocking to me as somebody from the Pacific Northwest because this whole Proud Boy uh, theater that's, mm-hmm. that people are just seeing after the sixth has been going down in Seattle and Oregon and also in the Bay with Berkeley like for a long time. So like I've known Enrique, about Enrique yeah. Tario and Joe Biggs since I was like almost just fresh out of high school. I mean, the Proud Boys were doing shit in Seattle 2016, 2017. And I, I knew about the the politics like most of the legendary combat that the proud boys talk about happened in downtown portland and in capitol hill in seattle like i've always these groups have been fresh in my mind and just to know that the fact that joe biggs and enrique were both fbi informants is so crazy dude <laughs> like i i know it makes it's sense so but insane. i mean they were in the streets when the shit was going down like joe biggs like these are like domestic army commanders like they fucking if if they wanted to get yeah. someone killed, they could do it immediately, dude. Like they, they will find you and fucking kill you if they want to. Like seriously, man, in Portland, yeah. dude, yeah. I've seen like a hundred and fifty of them show up armed out the ass and been like, Holy shit, this is crazy. And these two guys, just to think that like they were doing that, I just it makes me think everything's a honeypot. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, that that's well, that that is something I would I would like our listeners to uh, definitely take. If you take anything out of this, is that like be very careful of who you spend time with, and if those people are telling you to do something, like maybe the Proud Boys leaders were telling those guys to do. Well, I mean, on the flip side, with the left, I mean, you guys remember all that shit with Trump's inauguration, J twenty, which was like very sus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All those like it was like what like two hundred fucking people got like rounded up and arrested. And there was this big fucking trial yeah and then they used like all their facebook posts against them in court except for there was like a couple that like weren't 
tried at all in all yeah. of the like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Including one guy who really hates this podcast whose name I can't remember, but fucking suck, suck my dick, dick bitch. Yeah, we um, don't remember your name because who cares? Yeah. It's so funny. Like after we posted that picture together, I, I only received a couple hate messages, but they were the dumbest messages of all time. And a lot of them, one of them said, fuck left-wing conspiracy theorists. And I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's that <laughs> frowned upon to, like, see that there's, like, crazy shit going on. Like, I guess for some people, like, doing every, you have to just accept the mainstream centrist democratic narrative. And that's, like, the only thing. Right? Like, that must piss you guys off because you guys mm. do a good job of being rational. Well, that's that's the crazy thing about this shit is because if you look at conspiracy theories from like the past four years, some of the most insane ones have come from fucking the mainstream media. I mean, they were literally telling you that there was about to be a fascist fucking takeover of America for like four years because of some yeah. like, you know, freak president that's no, in No, they there. said that it was fascist. That it was fascist and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And like they, and they made everybody fucking insane. Like- as much as this QAnon shit did. And yeah. I think that's like, I mean, they, you know, you talk about fucking hyping that shit up. It's like, brother, I didn't have, you know, we're, we're not talking about fucking Trump, you know, about to, about to, I don't even know what, make everything illegal and arrest every single person every day. But a lot of these guys were, I mean, he was a, he was a bad person, a son of a bitch, but like it's, it's, and obviously, you know, found his administration abhorrent, but like, I mean, the way that the media talked about this guy, I mean, it almost made him seem, if you were a fan of it, like a badass and like that you would love it. Um, it, yeah, it was just totally divorced from reality. Post-punk punk, right? The Gavin McInnes thing. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Punk punk was supposed to be like, you know, fuck the 1950s apple pie family. And then post-punk is like, fuck the people who think the old school shit is whack. I'm like sick because I'm a conservative. Like if you go on TV yeah, and you yeah. say you're being called like a, a punk by rich people, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like MAGA kids think they're punk as shit. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah, like they really Nick, do. Nick Fuentes kids, man, those kids are think that they are like on some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen Benjamin fans, fuck you guys. You guys hear about Owen Benjamin's uh, planned Idaho thing? So that that dude Owen Benjamin is starting like a compound in North Idaho, like right where the Aryan Nations compound was near Holler Lake, which is north of Coeur d'Alene. And if you're from the Northwest, you know that the the northern tip of Idaho is super crazy. That's like near where that Bundy Ranch thing happened. Uh, that like little mm -hmm. weird. So Owen Benjamin is planning like a. Uh, basically like a fortified complex of people who agree with him, like people like deplatformed people up there in North Idaho and the, the state's trying <laughs> to stop it from happening. So I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. I oh will say God. that's probably the most activist stand. That's, that's probably the most industrious a stand-up comedian has been in the entire <laughs> history of stand-up comedy. So respect to him for that, but mm -hmm. uh, RIP to the victims when it's surrounded by the ATF and firebombed. Right. Speaking of honeypots, you're talking about the White Lives Matter rally. I believe that was also planned by, the, I guess, the government or maybe the FBI to identify white nationalists. Oh, what makes you say that? Well, because um, the flyers that were posted online for the White Lives Matter rally in Huntington Beach looked like they were done by a graphic design intern. Like super sleek, like Helvetica <laughs> font. Like it looked like a punk rock show poster without like, you know, like, or like an indie band poster. It was like White Lives Matter rally with like the facade of a Roman statue. And it was like stand up for what it looked like it was designed by someone who designs posters for uh, left wing rallies. And then when I showed up, there was no organized <laughs> leadership. I was like, where is the White Lives Matter rally? organizer and there was just a 
bunch of like weird, confused white nationalists who were looking for the other white nationalists. There was no leadership or organization. And then the the counter protest pulled up. Obviously, people were like fuck the KKK, and they were like yelling and shit. And I just could tell yeah, that yeah, yeah. I talked to an LA Weekly journalist, and she was saying the same thing. She was like, "I think this was organized to identify white nationalists because all the all the white nationalists who showed up got arrested and ID'd." So no shit. Really weird. I, there's a lot of things like that that have been happening recently. I saw the video from that, and what's funny about that is like, yeah, there was a, there was a guy who was like, like we were saying earlier, you know, saying the Clintons killed fucking Kobe. I think it was Kobe. But it didn't really seem like there was just many, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's a that's classic helicopter sabotage. That's how they get them all. But uh, but it just didn't seem like there was that big of a. I mean, there was just like some insane guy that got his like shit stolen, and then like how many like were like five or six skinheads there? Yeah, five or five or six skinheads. But that one Trump guy was just driving by, and he saw BLM protesters, and was like, "I gotta stop and say my piece," and he went in. Guys, <laughs> ask him. Andrew, you mentioned something earlier. You were saying everyone's doing it for the clout. And that seems to, that's also kind of like a running theme in all the kind of like your interviews and your video, the video stuff that you guys do, where this kind of like the clout economy of America, I don't know how else to call it, but like the kind of, I mean, this is something we really remarked on with like January 6th when we were talking about it. And what we, what we witnessed is like, what was so shocking is like when those guys got in there, like their first instinct was just to post a bunch of shit and like make their TikToks and take their selfies. And um, they didn't really like know what else to do. They kind of just like stood around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's this sort of like, I, I, I don't really know exactly. I mean, we throw that word around clout. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe what we're talking about, but it is the kind of like, the currency of like the country right now. I mean, the sort of like social currency and it is a kind of like obsession and you see these guys. I mean, when we talk about these right-wing guys, it's like they all started by like figuring out how to jump the kind of like clout ranks. And that's like all they're kind of like surfing on. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, very strange development. Well, clout is money. There's no distinction. Attention is money. Exposure is financially. It's literally like a financial thing. Like it's it's not just like metaphorical. It's like that is like the economy of today. Like you can't be a successful anything without clout. Social media presence is tied to the success of everything. You know, if you, even if you're a plumber, you can be the most popping plumber. If you're the most popping TikTok plumber, it, it can up your status, your money, <laughs> everything. Um, and because so much of this fight was fought on social media for the people that got into the Capitol when they were in there, like taking a picture yeah. in the Capitol is victory. Like being like, we did it. Like we did this. We are here. Because that's as far as a lot of people think, you know. And that can be said for everybody. I mean, everything is about different types of optics. Like even things like the burning of the uh, third precinct in South Minneapolis. That was an optics thing. Right. And it worked. Yeah. A lot of optics are effective. 
the capital, I think, was ineffective optics, especially from a group of people who equated property damage with violence for like eight months straight, are now cool with basically trying to destroy the capital of the nation. I mean, I would like to see side by side of their commentary on the target in St. Paul. You know what I mean? They acted like they fucking yeah, yeah, someone yeah, decapitated yeah. their family dog. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I think I think that's a good point. It's like a lot of these people, I mean, I've never seen so many fucking live streamers in my life as I saw at the goddamn Patriot conference. I mean, mm. these people are all like that's where they exist and I think like maybe I just don't encounter it that much in my daily life like I'm not like I don't watch streams ever and like I don't really hang out with people who like walk around with the phone on a fucking stick and like stream and shit. But like there I mean that's a big fucking part of this world and all these guys are like not all of them but 99% of these guys have been kicked off of like every major platform. So they're streaming on sites that like you've never even heard of that like besides them just have like, you know, like cartel beheading videos and shit like that. And like, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, even like the backstage setup that these guys had, I mean, like we didn't have one, like when we were like talking to people, we just had to like either stand or, you know, like Andrew, you borrowed other people's and shit, but like everybody had like chairs and lights and like some people had a couch. I mean, obviously they didn't bring these things with them, but like they set all these like media areas up because like, it's a fucking big deal to a lot of these guys. I mean, they have their own like media economy that I think a lot of people don't even know about. And like during the Q&A with Flynn, it was fantastic because there was one lady who was just like, uh, General, do you believe that like black magic and witchcraft have anything to do with your downfall? And like, you know, because of the way that this, that, you know, social economy is structured and maybe because he believes it, Flynn was like forced to not only answer that question with a straight face, but at length. And like he obviously like he his answer to every question he didn't actually answer it but like I mean that's that's kind of the situation you're dealing with here and it's it's wild I mean so like there's almost like these sub economies going on all over the, the yeah. U.S. but like they all have the same currency which is attention and I would venture to say that that, that exact sub currency thing going on is so much worse in left wing protests. Specifically the one after Minneapolis, man, it is so brutal. Like I was in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, which is where Officer Potter killed Dante Wright. Yeah. And it popped off there for a night. Like I would say there was 30 demonstrators one night and 60 almost all white live streamers with their bulletproof jackets that say press on them and their fucking helmets and gas masks mm -hmm. and selfie sticks just waiting for shit to pop off and it was worse in portland and it was worse at chop in seattle that economy of like chaos documentation of riot porn is has been so damaging to the mm -hmm. protest movement so when i seeing that happen at trump well, that's one thing i mean that they're just incriminating themselves but Man, like you should have seen Brooklyn Center. I want to make a video about because most of them live in Portland. Most of those guys moved to Portland uh, when the feds came in. I, I know no. all. The, I, I know hundreds of these live streamer chaos tourists, riot porn guys, and they follow everything around. Like black men get shot by the police in any city. They're there the next day with their stream, being like, "Freak out, freak out, freak out," waiting for someone to take that step it's too like far. Tornado so chasers. Viral. Oh, it's a huge economy. They're so. Oh my god! It's they have hierarchies. They hate me. Yeah, because I because I interview. I would get up in the crowd and interview people. 
And so they're like, what does he think? Who does he think he is? You know, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm just trying to talk to people. But that's why I stopped going to a lot of these protests and covering them. Cause I was like, I, if I have to see these same motherfuckers streaming, there used to be this one guy, if I see him, I want to slap the shit out of him. He's this mm-hmm. dude in Portland who like was this, he's like this bald, like 45 year old, like kind of dumpy looking white dude who uh-huh. walks around and streams protests and puts people's faces on video. And he kept, he would come up to me at every protest and be like, do you want to make out with me? Or like he kept trying to do this thing where he was like saying like sarcastic like gay shit to me, and it was so weird. And I think about that guy every time I think about live streamers because it was always just so uncomfortable. And like he always get clowned on Twitter, but he'd come out and be like, "I got a hotel room, like you know, you want a hand job or something?" Like there's some weird ass characters involved with that scene, so it just irked me for some months now. Well, I can imagine because that's like those fucking guys who you know drive around L.A. Fuck, I mean they're paparazzi essentially, except for they yeah, put totally your face on a fucking clout video, so paparazzi. I mean that's gonna be. I mean, I Christ, can you imagine how that shit's gonna be in like ten years when no. just like everybody's doing that kind of shit? I mean, hopefully, just the economy kind of collapses in on itself. But I mean, people are horny for fucking content, so I doubt that's gonna happen. Yeah, what I learned is a lot of these guys are actually Middle East correspondents who just fucking decided to do it most of the time they spend in, like, Iraq and shit. What? Yeah. That's dark, man. I don't like that. Even these guys, like, showing up there are willing. It's like a self, it's like perpetuating the cycle, right? Because it's like they're hoping that something pops off so they can document it. And their presence, like, changes the kind of chemistry of what's going on to the point that it almost, like, wills these things you know, if if there wasn't anything there for them to document, they'd have to create it. And in a sense, they kind of do by like by even documenting the smallest thing. It becomes this huge thing that then pops off on social media that becomes a whole like, you know, one side over here, the other side over here. You know, it's like the Covington Kids thing is like a fucking perfect example of something like that, where it's like this a small like footage of one small little thing that probably wasn't, you know, it gets blown out. And becomes a whole fucking cycle, and then it's on the mainstream news, and then you got people like whoever back then was commenting on it, the Flins of that time, and then the left wing, you know, their commenters on it, and the whole, and that perpetuates its own fucking content cycle, and people are feasting off of it on the blogs and all this shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's fucking it's maddening. It like it trying to kind of map this clout kind of economy and the way that social media drives all of this, and where it kind of intersects in or like injects itself into the real world is like fucking it's such a difficult and dark project. And I I can barely wrap my head around it. I think that's why I enjoy watching what you do so much because you kind of like, you do get into the real of like what's going on. You know, you, like you said, you talk to people and you see what's, you know, it's not this kind of like passive documentation. It's like, Talk to me. What's going on? You are a real person. You're not just a fucking crisis actor for a Twitter clip for people to like feast on. You yeah. know. Thank you. I appreciate that. And there's yeah, you're totally right. Like there's no doubt that the the presence of uh, the riot porn press group, I call them, they escalate situations and make them shittier. Imagine if you're just like you're a concerned black community member showing up to protest the local police department and you see 15 fucking white guys dressed for warfare, like in tactical yeah. army Navy surplus store, thousand dollar combat outfits with helmets and shit. And a, a camera pointed at you. You're like, Oh, is it wartime? Like, are we bracing for something chaotic? 
Right. And right. I think this election is the first what time. What do they you, know that I don't know? Right. This election is the first time you've seen the formation, I think, of like a, a domestic riot porn force. You know, and this, this 2020 is the first time. I mean, beforehand, I feel like that didn't really exist. And of course, there's people like Unicorn Riot who like have been killing it and doing their thing for a long time. But it's almost like this new enterprise. So the only reason I brought that up is because the same yeah. people streaming the Capitol shit, like Baked Alaska and then who got arrested, the same thing exists on the left. But in my opinion, the left thing, every Capitol Riot streamer is a Trump supporter. So like they're self-incriminating. I yeah. feel like a lot of the left wing streamers are doing nothing but incriminating others, you know? Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. I mean, especially because if you're streaming in the Capitol, uh, you also broke into the Capitol. So you are not only, you're definitely incriminating yourself, you are fucked because it's got your name on it. Yeah, you are fucked. You're more fucked than anyone else. Yeah, I, it was, it was, I mean, dude, and this, this, uh, this whole media ecosystem that they have is just so wild too because of how shit spreads. At one point during the conference, there was, uh, there was like rumors spreading around that Q had posted again, even though it turned out to be like, even the Watkins were like, that's not. Q shit like it was a guy it was a moderator on like the Q board posting and it was just like these people believed it and then it morphed and then like even the guy who literally po- is Q was like it's not Q and then they were like well it was Baron Trump then Baron Trump is who they so think it was sick. they think Baron Trump's on 8chan being like I don't even know what the message said but yeah that'd be so sick he Dude, probably Baron, is on 8chan Baron Dude, Trump is for sure a liberal Oh, for sure. Yeah, Baron Trump is probably the most annoying fucking kid in the world. He probably <laughs> insisted on getting like a vaccine at like 15 or I whatever. I told you like, my whole theory about how he resolves the dialectic between the incel and the trad. He's just like wow. the – because th- he's nine feet tall. Because he's like the- nine feet tall but is like the most nihilistic like Zoomer looking dude but also is like Chad height and plays soccer, which I think is very cute. Yeah. I mean he's gotten – there's no chance in – I mean I don't know if this is – He's, is he under 18 still? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look this up he's for you kid, so right? you can see if you can call him is he handsome like 14 or, or no, not? No, I'm not calling him handsome. I he's didn't 15. Say that. He's 15. He's not he's handsome. He's 15. Okay. Well, then he's probably never kissed a girl. Dude, um, he's Baron Trump. That. He's but for sure kissed a girl. Absolutely. <laughs> you and I are operating. I can tell by looking in his eyes, which I don't want to get too much further into that. Well, when was your first kiss, Brace? Done that. <laughs> Fucking 13. Hmm. Golden Gate Fields. It's pretty late. Pretty late in the well, game. Well, wait, no, that's a horse track. That's where, yeah, that's where I got my COVID shot. Okay, that is not, I was not at Golden Gate Fields. <laughs> it was near the windmill in San Francisco. But I didn't know how to make out. I, I didn't really know what that was. And so, like, I just, like, went on the girl's, on the girl's mouth. And then, like, uh, a couple weeks later, she was, like, telling everybody, like, Brace doesn't know what fucking making out was. So I Googled French kissing because I thought I thought uh. it was wild, I figured out. And then, bam, got fucking sent away. My first kiss, I was watching the B movie with my fifth grade girlfriend, and uh, like I knew that I wanted to go for it, the whole B movie, but B movie is like 95 minutes long. So I'm sitting there like, do I ask for the kiss? Do I, and I wait for the credits? And she's like, sure. And then I went for it, and then it was like so awkward, and like she went and called her dad, and she's like, I have to tell my dad. I was like, why do you have to tell your dad? She's like, well, I always told my parents that I would tell them when I had my first kiss. And I was like, her name was Lucy. I was like, Lucy, no, your dad's going to be so fucking mad. They were like Christian parents. And so like she called her dad. I remember I was like almost crying. I was like, fuck, she's calling her dad. And then so she called her dad, and like he came back, and he was so furious. He kicked me out of the house. Shout out to Lucy. She plays on the MIT soccer team. I think she has a really successful career in soccer. 
So it'd be funny if she was like a gold medalist and I became like a dejected alcoholic. I'm like sitting at a bar <laughs> in El Paso, like watching it. I'm like, oh, that was my first kiss on the TV. Oh, yeah, she's in the damn Olympics now. <laughs> I know. Well, women's soccer is all big now, too. I mean, that's a real career. Yeah. Speaking of like dudes who like dated, you know that weird guy at Thai Angel, like the creepy old like British dude who's always blackout drunk and like trying to like. I took you guys to Thai Angel, right? My favorite. Yeah, I've been, I've been a couple times. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, there's this weird British guy who's always there. Like, yeah, always yeah, yeah. Wasted every night and like telling us how he wants to like kill himself. And we're always like, no, nah, don't yeah. do it. And, like get him for net and everything. One night he was like sitting there and he was like, you know who I used to date? I was like, what? He's like, I was engaged to Kate Moss. And we're like, what? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I was weeks away from marrying Kate Moss. And then everything came down for me. I was like, what happened? And he was like, I was canceled. <laughs> and we're like, what? So we go home and we look up this dude. And he wasn't lying. The drunk guy from Thai Angel who's blacked out all the time was about to be married to Kate Moss. And he was working on a film with Casey Affleck and was apparently like sexually harassing all of the people on the cast and got like kicked off and his marriage didn't happen. Wasn't Casey Affleck doing that too? I think he was part of Casey yeah. Affleck's harassment. Well, I think battalion. he did worse. Well, that's yeah. what, cause, yeah, cause, well, I, I don't really know what Casey, I was like gone when that happened. And when I got back from Syria, Casey Affleck tried to buy my life rights, which, by the way, was $7,000. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I put the kibosh on that. And I was like, who's, is that like, I wasn't really like, I wasn't even like in the, like, it's like in OC or some movie about Orange County. And I was like the only movie I'd seen with it. It was like a teen movie from like 2005. And I looked him up and it was like, Casey Affleck, the cues of sexual assault. I'm like, all right. Well, no, so this it, it goes even deeper. Casey Affleck also was – the main thing was he was trying to get one of the actresses to sleep with one of his friends who worked on the cast like the whole time. That friend is the drunk guy at Ty Angel. Oh, shit. Yeah crazy this is like a long time ago but the point is sometimes old guys at bars aren't lying about their tragedies and triumphs yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i just want to tell you guys that we actually looked this guy up meaning like you would have thought this guy was homeless like that was that's his vibe like whiskey homeless guy i've been to thai angel yeah you know how it is there's the our our friends and then the locals and the locals are fucked in the head one of them tried to fight me the other day that's why i haven't gone back dude I was listening to some like sick, some sick ass Bay Area rap music. I'm sure you guys are familiar. And guess what? This dude, this fucking weird guy, comes up, grabs the aux cord, and starts playing "Forgot About Dre" by Dr. Dre, which is like one of the corniest songs of all time. It's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "This my bar, homeboy." He's like, "This a Dr. Dre bar, bitch." This is a Dr. Dre bar. I was like, "Bro, what the hell's wrong with you?" It's a Thai bar. I know. And then he was like, you want to run the fade right now? I was like, no, I don't. And so I left. I didn't fight him. So I guess that makes me a bitch. But <laughs> no, it's Dude, not. Dr. That's- Dre is like a fucking billionaire. Like it's like beats by, I can't think of anything cornier. Beats by Dre. Come on, man. Well, Come here's on. the thing. Here's actually, Andrew, don't say that. Cause here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this, but there is a fucking loophole when guys like that try to fight you. Cause anyone ever asks if you're, tr- if you have a problem or you're trying to start shit, all you got to be is like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Why would I want to fight you? And that usually confuses people so much that they won't kick your ass. Because, you know, here's, here's, I want to make this clear too. Andrew's about seven foot five. Yeah. And I know there was recently a photograph of the two of us that <laughs> appeared 
Got a lot of questions running around about the height of yours truly. I want to be I want to be very clear with you. I am what they what they term scientifically normal height. The height of a normal person. Andrew, no disrespect, that does make you abnormally heighted. Whether people think that's good or bad, none of my business. You know, <laughs> different people have different tastes, but I have normal height, which means that everybody in the world thinks my height is normal, which is 5'2". <laughs> Brace, you mentioned wearing a fuck Biden hat, and I yeah. feel like I would be remiss if we, during this conversation, didn't talk about the merch. Oh, yeah. Andrew, did you get any swag? Oh, you did, but you lost it. No, I, I got the, the Declaration of Independence or Constitution tie, which I'm saving for the Arizona Libertarian Conference. But I mean, honestly, the fuck Biden hat was the coolest thing there. Most of it was just the run-of-the-mill Q merch, where it's like the letter Q with the American flag decal. Mm. Well, I got so I I came back with the Kraken or released the Kraken mug, which was like an oversized mug. I'm like, all right, for a big cup of coffee, but it fucking broke on the airplane. I got mm. two rolls of Hillary Clinton toilet paper, um, which I've already used, not for number two. Uh, <laughs> it's for when I because I pee and I don't look and I gotta wipe it off the seat. Um, and then I uh, I got a uh, I got a fuck Biden hat. I got a, pa- a pack of really handsome Trump playing cards, which when the guy handed to me originally, I spilled all over the floor in the back of the room. Oh, and no. while like Sidney Powell was speaking, I had to, exactly, I had to scoop him up with all these MAGA ladies. I got a t-shirt that's got a fucking picture of a tire, normal, and it says, pissed, I have dirt on Hillary Clinton. And then next, next, next little picture over, tires hanging. That's a shirt that really makes you think. Mm-hmm. No one has gotten it when I've Yeah, it no, them. you sent it to really? me and it took me about five yeah, minutes. No, yeah, no, but everyone's been like, what? Oh, it's a tire hanging? I, I guess I get it. It's a, It wasn't very well done. And I also got, it's right in front of me, actually, a red pill phone case, which I'm not going <laughs> to use. I don't know why I bought this. It was just $6, so I was like, I might as well. What were people, you sent me photos of a girl wearing a Pepe dress, which I found oh, very that chick was That chick was, dude, that, she was kind of going after Evan, oh, really? I felt like. You thought she liked Evan? That's that's yeah, the vibe dude. that you got from that whole conversation. Are you fucking kidding me? Have you? Yeah, dude, I definitely got that. Well, she was like cornering him. She was significantly more attractive than her husband as well, so that leaves room for yeah. intervention. Um, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, I she mean, had, she she got this Pepe dress. She designed the Pepe dress because she's like a, <laughs> did she, she? No, that's what she said. I think she said that she designs Jesus. art, like scrapbook art. So it was like it wasn't like a very artistic. It was just a dress with Pepe the Frog on it. Which is weird because when I think of yeah. Pepe, I think of like early 4chan neo Nazis. But yeah. I guess it's just like all right wingers now. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think of like racist memes from like Pepe's like out too. Like they they replaced him with Apu, like the cuter Pepe. And so like this is maybe she made it like a long time ago or something. Yeah. But like I mean, Pepe hasn't really been in for quite a while. But yeah, there was I gotta say not a lot of level ten baddies at this conference. Um, Wrong. Well, okay. No, I said not a lot, not not any. There was that one really pretty girl from Queens, and she texted me the other day, and she said, "Thank you so much for meeting me. I'm excited that you're you were there to spread truth, heart eyes." Was the was that the scrapbook <laughs> lady? Yeah, her name was Jacqueline. She was actually pretty cool. I mean, aside from the fact that she's like a QAnon <laughs> person, 
I mean, she was just nice and she was pretty, <laughs> but right. You feel me? Yeah. No, no, I, no, I talked to her too, dude. She was nice. She made us run over to those vice reporters. Oh yeah. And the vice reporters were like, don't you work for vice? I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I came back. Cause vice made that documentary <laughs> about all gas, no breaks. And like, wait, so yeah. So wait, I w- I asked this the first time, but so all the journalists got kicked out, right? No. Like Will- you said, there's vice was there to cover it. Well, the the journalist that got kicked out, number one is Will Summer from the Daily Beast. And Will, who we interviewed later that night about mm. his experience, uh, <laughs> it was a pretty funny interview. I had my socks off. Brace was sitting below me in a full cowboy outfit, grilling him about JFK. But <clears throat> uh, Will, is to them, is like number one fucking opposition. He's like the, the Soros media guy. Will was mentioned on stage. No way, really? Yeah, I have that in my notes. The first speaker that I saw, uh, who uh, Bernie Suarez, uh, was like, Will Sommer tried to interview me, and I told him no unless I had these specific conditions met. And so, like, they know who that fool is. And, they, yeah, they, they like, recognized mm. him, right? Yeah. So, number one on the hit list was Will Sommer. Number two was BBC, just because they were being so facetious about their intentions. You know, they were like, uh, first of all, just British accents are just annoying in general. I think we can all agree on that one. You know what I mean? You feel like they're trying to mm-hmm. make you feel stupid, even if it's subconscious, you know? Even to me, when someone has a strong British accent, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck, I feel like I feel dumb. Imagine if you have a Southern accent. Southern accent versus British accent. Exactly. Tough one. Uh, just me. <laughs> not a wise. fair fight. Not, not a, a fair, fair fight. fight. Um, yeah. So basically, BBC was making a documentary about January 6th. And so they would say that, and then they would like pretend to do what I call hyper agreement, which I kind of got from Louis Thoreau, which is like where you ask questions you know the answer to. Like, what do you think about the site of freedom of of press on the internet? Like, you know what they're going to say, but you say something you already know the answer to so that the audience can kind of like live that experience of having like introductory question asking. So Mm. BBC kept doing that to people while making a documentary about the six. And the whole point of that conference was to avoid the topic of the six. So they kept going up to people and being like, "What what do you think about President Trump? Like, you know what I mean? Just shit where it's like, bro, what the hell? Like, it just like, it caught people off guard. They could tell they were being set up. Uh, and then third on the hit list was Vice. And, you know, honestly, if you're 40 and you have full traditional sleeves, uh, you also can't come to my <laughs> event as well. You know, no <laughs> events. But, you know, that's Vice, you know, just like bushwicked out like pulling up to the Q conference, real alien. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they, they stood out. And the thing is like, we, I mean, Andrew was wearing a uh, Harley, da- like an oversized large Harley Davidson T-shirt. We were both. I think neither of us changed our clothes the entire weekend. Uh, I go no. though. I did go as the dark cowboy a little bit, but I got to tell you, once I put the fucking Keep America Great hat uh, hat on, I became a new fucking man. Like <laughs> it was no, I was not sneaking in talking to these people. I was just like I, like I, I, I it was. Uh, it was a different brace that I was. It wasn't even that different a brace. It was just bracing a hat, and like it gave me the boost of confidence I needed. Once I put the fuck Biden hat on, brother, I was no, no, no subterfuge at all. And that's the thing is like I didn't really lie to anybody while I was there. Like I didn't volunteer that like I'm a Maoist and shit like that. Although I did tell Bert that I'm a Maoist because uh, Bert's the homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert's cool. I was like Bert, like, like just so you know, like I'm a Maoist, but like. We're cool. Like I will defend because I defended Bert from like the uh, Bert was just like a a dude we met there who was like rolling with the psychic people, but yeah. like wasn't psychic. 
Um, he was, he was chill, but like, uh, I, uh, I defended him from like the, the yelling liberal guy. And then when he was kind of getting grilled by the BBC, I went, I went and gave him some fucking backup and, and did a little devil's advocate on his behalf. Right. But BBC didn't know who I was either. So it, was, it worked. Um, yeah. Dude, so, you're right, man. I mean, the thing is people ask, how do I get this access and how do we get that access just by really not lying? I mean, these people don't hate, uh, funny media or like, even liberal media, they just hate being like lied to. They hate when people say that, like, oh, we're all about the Q stuff, we're all about the Trump stuff. And then they just go in and just make them look as, as dumb as possible. Like I if you ask me where I make yeah, videos totally. for, I will say all gas no breaks in channel five. I make funny videos. That way people know what they're walking into. I mean it's, it's just lying just feels bad. So I I didn't lie about who I was to get into the event. They just they're not they're not like that scared of media. They're just scared of people like BBC being like like for example, there was every event we go to now, there's all gas no breaks imitators. Embrace all this too. Who yeah, go oh, yeah. events? Yeah. I said, oh, dude, yeah. it was Liz. It was fucking crazy. No way. Yeah. Tell them about the one. <laughs> Congratulations. Dude, which one? The first one or the second one? <laughs> Tell them about the dude in the Hawaiian shirt from New York City who follows me to every city that I go to. And dude, it was insane. There was just like two guys, one like stocky. I mean, these guys both looked like, I think the term I would use would be, and we can cut this if you want, Boston rapist, which is I feel like <laughs> a specific kind of look. But like Hawaiian shirt, fucking tan shorts, and you know, whatever shoe, your boat shoes kind of guy. And then like, which is not a Q look, by the way. Like that is not how yeah. a single person at the fucking Q convention looked, like young or old. And then uh, like a kind of like, just like if you put him any other clothes, you know, New York kind of comedian, like fat guy sort of thing, like with the, you know, some scruff or a beard or whatever, any Q shirt. And like these dudes were literally like, it was crazy. It was like seeing like dark side Andrew, like walking around <laughs> and like they were trying to like, they were basically trying to fucking clown on these guys. Yeah. Hard. Like as fuck. openly. And, and one of the imitators was wearing a Q shirt while asking him leading questions. You know what I mean? And just busting their balls, that like sucks. insulting them in a Q shirt. And I'm like, bro, you're making all of us look dumb. And like, don't be surprised. Like, that's why we don't get access to shit. Just lying. Yeah. Like, or not, or not claiming to be like real news. Like, I don't claim to be like 100% real news. I'm, I make entertaining no. news segments, you know? So it's mm. like, if that's acknowledged, it's if you pretend to be from the BBC and you ask old ladies about what they think about January 6th and show the British public how stupid we Americans are, you know? Well, me and Liz have always just claimed to be unlicensed private investigators. Mm. No, not, not the news. I have no interest in telling the straight news or anything like that. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I'm a disinformation reporter. But you know, you did have you did have a badge that said media, and I do want to clown you a little bit for having that. We got you, did you get clowned on that, Andrew? People got mad at me for having that. You're a fucking like, member of the media now, buddy. Dude. Lamestream media, right here. Right you got, here. You guys, my boy, Lamestream. Your guys' podcast blows my fucking mind. Oh man, that one thing you guys did about the Hunter <laughs> Biden laptop with that New Yorker guy. <laughs> Holy shit. I forget. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I was laughing my ass off. I staked out. I tried to. I went to the coffee shop he's been spotted at in Silver Lake to try to find him. I'm going to mm. find him. Let's go to his gallery opening in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, we got to go. Oh, my God. I'm, come on, baby. You love art, I assume. Wait, I have one last question. <laughs> you said that um, January 6th 
was like avoided topic. Like the the whole like event on the weekend was like not talking about January sixth and like distancing themselves from January sixth. What do you, like how like how so? What do you mean? Um, they just talked about things that weren't about January sixth. They just tried to go go on a, a, about their lives and on the same conspiracy train, just mm. trying to avoid the subject because it is embarrassing. You know, a lot yeah. of people died. They they. Right, right, assaulted right. police officers. They did everything they said they don't do. And, you know, even after January mm. 6th, all of their deadlines and goalposts didn't happen. So they're just trying to kind of leave all that election fraud stuff sort of in the past. I mean, they're still talking about the Arizona recount and stuff like that, but they're moving on to wider things like, mm. you know, Patriot. That's why it's called Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup. Like they're going back to like, Right, religious right, right. stuff, things they can fall upon. But the school board thing is a big deal now. They're kind of moving into this education slash culture war where they want everyone yeah. to get involved with their local school board and make sure that p- kids are being given the right education. So just putting in maybe like more Q style principles into education boards and shit, school boards in more mm. red states. And this is the like critical race theory stuff. Yeah, they're all about CRT. Where they, they're like they bringing that it. in. What does that even really mean? I guess it's just teaching you about stuff like white privilege at a young I age. I don't know. Come on. Yeah, I, 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 it means I, all different things to all different people. It's real catchy like that. Yeah, I, I, I mean that was that that first couple we even talked to at the VIP party immediately brought that up, and I was like, yeah, I. I, I know a lot about critical race theory. Yeah, it's like it's pretty. I told, I kept telling people I've studied Maoism in the past, and I'm like, I know how these people operate. I'm gonna read it real quick. It says that critical race theory is a movement of civil rights scholars who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race to challenge mainstream approaches to racial justice. So it talks about stuff like, I guess, mass incarceration. I think it just means teaching about racism beyond slavery in school. I think that's what that means. Well. Me and the guys got to get together and get to the school board and figure it out. <laughs> I mean, because that's 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 the that's what kind of drove me wild about this. Like, I mean, the the conference on this fucking basically topic, kind of, you know, QAnon. You know, QAnon at its core is about child fucking sex trafficking. And if I thought my child was about to be sex trafficked, and that, like, I mean, some people told me, quick digression. I at one point uh, did have to hold a bag of coffee while a guy pushed down on my hands to prove that I have no like uh, strength. And then he gave me a debit card that was like with his ministry's name on it. And then he pushed down on my hands, but with no force. And he's like, look, like you're stronger than me because this debit card gave you strength. And like, please give me $60 for the debit card. That guy also told me that like <laughs> one of the, like one of the, you know, most important things we got to figure out is about the tunnels where they keep these children. Mm. And I was like, absolutely. And I asked him, I was like, how come no speakers have mentioned that? Because this was like day two. And at that time, I didn't see every single speaker, but none of the speakers I saw even approach the topic of children like in tunnels. I mean, they talk, some of them like made like vague, like they would talk about corruption. They would talk about missing children kind of in the same way they were complaining about everything else, but like child trafficking, all that stuff is like, it seems to be going to the wayside. And now QAnon is just about being a patriot and like being, you know, being against sort of the systemic corruption in this country. It's about questioning everything. As that one sweet old lady said to me, she also mm-hmm. told me that, um, she hasn't spoken to her family in three years. Or she has three children and seven grandchildren, and they refuse to speak to her. And how she, all she wants to do is be in contact with her baby sister again. Yeah. She like started crying, and I was like, "Why don't you just do it?" 
And she said, well, because they won't wake up. And I was like, to what? She was like, the yeah. deep state, the cabal, the satanic pedophiles. You got to wake up. They've got to wake up. And at that point, I was like, oh, damn, this is fucking sad. Yeah. 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 It's, it is. I mean, it's weird because part of it was like such a just like, I mean, you know, we talked about this, like at the end of that conference, I was like, I just need to be around any other people besides these people because they're all insane. And then part of me is just like, fuck, dude, I feel bad for them. man. It's, it's, it's a heartbreaking. Yeah. You just got to draw the line between who is a grifter and who is a victim. And when when that, the closer you get to that line, the more you start tripping yourself up and you have to examine intentions in a super critical way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I will say though, above all, QAnon is about having fun with your friends. It certainly is, and we had a lot of fun last weekend, huh? We certainly did. Yeah, uh, that was that was a Dallas. We love you, baby. We we fucking love Dallas over here. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people hate on it, but you know what? We love it. Every inch of that metroplex, I'm in love with Fort Worth, Arlington, oh, incredible. Plano. Come on. I mean, we almost went to medieval times, but it was sold out. I mean, that would have been. I mean, that would have made it perfect. When's the, when's the uh, next time you guys are all going to be in L.A.? We got to go to the medieval times in L.A. in Pasadena. Very soon, actually. Yeah, we'll tell you off, yeah, off we'll recording. We'll tell you off air, but very soon. And absolutely, <laughs> I will literally make those reservations. Yeah, yeah I'll be absolutely. back in L.A. in a couple weeks, too. Okay, sick. Jousting, baby. Um, well, Andrew, any uh, any final fucking thoughts here, baby? Yeah, fuck all gas, no breaks. Channel 5. F- closing real thoughts oh thanks for having me on this was hella fun um thanks to everyone who watched thanks to uh young chomsky that's a sick ass name <laughs> young chomsky if you ever want to meet noam chomsky i can give you access to my best friend's boston university email because he has open office hours just letting you know sick well i email him all the time so <laughs> really <laughs> no way no i no, i don't want to bother him <laughs> Doesn't seem right. He's like hundred. It's like elder abuse now. It does Ooh. feel like whenever I see him on a video, I'm like, okay, let's like, leave him alone. Leave the like old he's man a alone. Million years old, and he's just gonna say the same thing. I hooked up with him. <laughs> We'll talk though, like we do need to make America great again. <laughs> I feel like that gets lost in all this. America sucks. Yeah. It it do suck. And every time you say make America great again, people are like, when was it great? And like, I don't know. I don't it's not I'm not a historian, but it maybe was cool at one point. It was probably better than this at one point, you know? We don't have to keep the bad stuff from whatever that was. We just need to make it great. I mean, if you forget the again stuff, if that freaks you out, just the country sucks. Yeah, make it good. Yeah, fine. Yeah, make America good. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that? <laughs> no, that wasn't Hillary Clinton. So I always forget. What? Because she like came out, or, or no? She said America's already, already great. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a loser's slogan. Well, that was her doing a little bit of the side. You know how lizards blink from the side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her doing that a little lizard wink at people because mm. what she was really saying was make America Gamora. Mm. Whereas I say make America the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> <laughs>
That's not that's not very catchy. Yeah, I yeah, make them. Yeah, yeah, I guess like uh make America great again is yeah, kind of what just I can. Really, yeah, it's that's yeah. what you got to go with. Really sticks in your craw. Mhm. My craw is just absolutely jam-packed right now. <laughs> Oh my craw! Oh no! Oh my! Wait! I can't have any more. My craw is so full. How full is oh, it? Oh, please don't put any more in my craw. Oh no! I'll be good. All right! All right! All right! All right! All right. Okay, I'm Brace. I'm Liz. We yes. are, of course, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.